This is your Monday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Patrick Royce on today. We talked for quite a while, lost track of time a little bit, so most of the show will be Patrick and I talking a little bit of twins at some point, some links, and some all-time choke jobs after uh, what we witnessed in golf over the weekend. So we're going to hop to that right away right now because that's what we do on Mondays. Good to, good to have you back again, Patrick. Lots to get to today, including Lexi Thompson. want to talk about uh, the performance uh, down the stretch yesterday. Not uh, not great, but I want to use that kind of as a, as a vehicle for other, you know, disappointing chokes, if you want to call them that. But uh, what, what did you see out of out of the uh, out of the golf uh, that you watched yesterday? Well, she's uh, hitting it further than anybody playing great. And she gets to the back nine. She's five up and uh, ends up not even making the playoff. And uh, I, I wasn't focus completely i was clicking back over off and on but uh i mean she hit some ungodly shots that were awful a couple couple little chunked uh approach shots that were little you know basically little flip wedges that she chunked and uh and then uh the, the real choke in the thing was her last two putts uh for par she uh you know, she missed like a four footer, three footer and didn't get it to the hole. And then on the last hole, she needs to, needs it to tie and she doesn't hit it. She doesn't, she doesn't make sure it gets there. Right. I mean, yeah. what are you trying to do? Finish second. Come on. Right. You, you, you gotta hit that one hard enough to know it in. Now I've played that golf course of the, okay. Olympic, the Olympic club. And uh, I, I didn't do very well. <laughs> it must have been a while ago. And, you don't really that, play much anymore. No, no, I don't. It was one year we had a great we had a great trip out there, Pebble, and uh, you know we played played a bunch of them uh, with the the Minnesota Ten, the guys that worked the press room all the years for the yeah. USGA. This collection of goofballs, but uh, but yeah, I now you know I did five putt on that. I mean, it's a little difficult, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm not Lexi Thompson, the, one of no. the most talented women's players of all time, but, uh, uh, it, uh, you know, it was, it was brutal. And then, uh, I saw that she uh, chose not to talk afterwards. Too. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I was there for Greg Norman's. I, I don't think though, Mike in, in sports, there's anything more excruciating, than a golf choke, right? <laughs> no, because there's, there's nobody else, you, nobody to help you. You, can't, no. you don't have like you don't have a teammate or anything to help you. You're just <laughs> all alone. Yeah, and it's uh, and then they get they get going bad. I was there for Norman. Yeah, you know, and Lumpy did it too yesterday. Yeah, down our guy Lumpy was just brutal. He just played awful after playing great. Now it's certainly not like blowing the U.S. Women's right. Open, but uh, there was two of them back and forth going on. It's just. I mean, there's there's no head game like golf, is there? there nothing. No. That, when, when the when the brain when the brain goes, uh, man, nothing nothing can uh, nothing can save you. So it, it. But you know, I was at Norman's, and Norman, of course, I actually wrote about this the other day when I was uh, that Norman became, you know, Norman nineteen ninety six. He's what six up and. Uh, and ends up losing by five. 
Yeah. He shot, uh, Nick Faldo shot 67. He shot 78. That's amazing. On the last, on the last day. But Norman came in and answered questions for 45 minutes and virtually everyone then ended up wrote what a stand up guy he was. Right. I didn't, but everybody else <laughs> did. Right. I did not forget that he blew a, uh, that he had got beat by 11 strokes by the guy in his group. But, uh, but it is, it is, uh, I mean, it, here's the other thing. It'll be interesting. Do we reach the point now in uh, equity, uh, equality in sports? Can uh, can uh, Lexi get savaged like Craig Norman did? I mean, yeah. can, uh, I mean, well, she. I heard that uh, whoever was doing the the play by play yesterday, whoever it was, said basically asked that question hmm. about her or not not being able to accept, you know, accept the moment or something. And I think, is it that Morgan Presley or somebody who does the, does the golf now? Sure. And she, you could see that she just, she did not want to go there no. as to whether, whether she couldn't, uh, she couldn't handle the moment or not. So it's, it's, it, it was interesting, but yeah, golf is, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was quite a golf weekend and our girl, Sarah Burnham, who was a, I actually know pretty well. I had her on my radio show a couple of times. Uh, she also, uh, I mean, I mean, she's not, she doesn't hit it far enough to be a contender, but she had a great round at the U S uh, at that U S open on Friday. And anyway. she had, she yeah. shot the lowest round of the tournament on Friday. And then, and then I think over the weekend was 15 over or something like that. So it was, uh, you know, it, the golf course was a little too much for her, but just the, the, I guess the twists and turns of golf were on full display for us this weekend. That's yeah. For sure. That's well, like, for sure. And like you said, well, it's and a, then we got John Rom getting thrown out of the tournament. Right. How about that? When, he, when he's six ahead, but uh, I was feeling sorry for him. But then I found out that they don't even test guys that are vaccinated. So he's one of those morons that didn't get vaccinated. So the hell with him, let him, <laughs> let him, let him have the turn, let him lose the yeah. tournament. Why, why would, if you, if you're a golfer and you're out there and they're mingling with people again now, right. Uh, why would you not? It's, I, it's just ridiculous. 100%. Yep. You're right though. Golf, anyway. golf in terms of just the, the, you know, you, you, you get the muscle memory of golf, obviously, you know, the repetition of the swing, but you get so much time to think about it oh, as yes. opposed to any other sport. I mean, you know, you can see you start to see, a, you know, maybe the only there's I guess there's some comparables in sports, like a pitcher who suddenly can't find the strike zone, who just can't repeat the yes. mechanics because they're yep. all out there sitting by themselves, you know, in the, in the pressure moment. But I don't think Hansel Robles would, would, finish the u.s open by himself <laughs> out there do you i think no. that, uh, i think hansel had misfire a few times down Maybe. the stretch <laughs> hit, it out, hit it out of the woods hey one golf thing uh 30th anniversary coming up uh this week basically of uh, the u.s open at hazeltine oh and, sure uh, yeah, and that made us you know that's the tournament that made us a golf a golf mecca again because Hazeltine had this horrible reputation, right. you know, from the first time they had the open, and uh, they changed the course dramatically. In the now they had the U.S. Women's Open in '83, I think, or something. Yeah. No, no way, it was somewhere, and they had the Senior Open. But 1991, 30 years ago, is when we became a golf mecca, and uh, we proved our love of golf on the Monday 
when we had two guys playing and 35,000 people showing up for the playoffs. We had 35,000 people wanting to watch two guys play golf. That doesn't work. That does <laughs> not work. It was, I've called it the lowest moment in the history of Minnesota sports. <laughs> that there were people sitting in the bleachers on the 16th hole down there, that one down by yeah. the water at Hazeltine, two hours before Payne Stewart and Simpson teed off. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they so were there. They were there for five and a half hours waiting to get there, you know, waiting to see guys hit two shots into the green. It's unbelievable. We that were so nuts. We were nuts. But anyway, that was a, that's a, that's a big event. And that's the, probably the biggest event ever in Minnesota sports because it changed Hazeltine's image and it reminded people that we're nuts for golf if it's a big event. So when you covered the Norman thing, was that, is that the biggest uh, big moment, you know, choke that you've, Covered it doesn't have to be golf. I mean, I'm talking about Minnesota sports too. But is that the biggest? Because I mean, we, we've had our moments. We've had Patrick. We've had our moments here. I don't know if you've noticed, yes. but in Minnesota too, we've, we've yes, tended to yes. to struggle in the in the in the, in the clutch moments. Yeah. Well, you know, I I would think as far as Minnesotans are concerned, it would be the the '99 playoff game. Yeah, you know the 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 you know I would say that was certainly bigger than 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 that. I mean, Norman, yes, was for me to watch watch uh watch the pain of that i actually walked around for most of the day that you know finding little areas to watch and uh yeah that was the worst but i you know the I, you know the the 99 football you know gary anderson missing the field goal is probably and i i don't even think you can call it choke can you mike because he missed it by like four inches right right, right. Like it was some big wild hook where like Blair walsh where he you know, it's a cupcake and he missed no. it, but it was uh, just the whole game. It though. certainly I mean, is a phenomenal. Yeah, it's a I mean, it's a, just a, a phenomenal event in, in Minnesota sports. There's no doubt about it. It's uh, it's uh, I, I think, you know, I, I would put it in, uh, you know, win or, you know, win or lose. I'd put it with the game six and seven in the in the World Series as Minnesota events, you know, that are that that will will either cause us to celebrate or haunt us for the for our entire lives and that yeah that, that one was uh, you know that's the the that game losing that game to the to the uh falcons at home and uh that and i remember what i remember is walking back to the paper and it was a mushy day you yeah. know remember it was muddy mushy day yeah and all these little that parking lot but it was between us and the you know, yeah, we were just a few blocks away. Yeah, yeah, we were three buildings. All these, all these flags laying in the muck. Yeah, that they those little flags that people put on windows. There were there's somebody must have tossed one. There had to be 150 of in that parking lot laying in the muck. These people <laughs> took them off their windows. So uh, that's uh, you know that's that's the hardest loss. And if you want to call it a choke, it you know it certainly was. Uh, you know, this was the, what we all forget is Atlanta was 14 and two. They were, <laughs> I know, know it was, which is weird because we, the, we, the we Vikings were, so were still certain. like 10 and a half point favorites or something in that. Oh game. yeah. 
well, I mean, it was an offensive. I look just for giggles. I had uh, John Wareham find it for me. Our li- our great library yeah. guy at the Star Tribune, Sid's column a couple days later because I was trying to remember. Yeah, Sid basically said we're lucky we lost because the Vikings had so many injuries. <laughs> I remember they that. They, they, they did, but it was yeah. <laughs> It was a had a few injuries, but that was Sid. I was thinking that that this is we need Sid in our lowest Good moments thing. to remind us that we're the worst loss in Minnesota history was we was fortunate. That's a, we don't a hard one to spin a positive on. It's amazing, <laughs> but he did it. He did it. We miss him, man alive. We so, need to talk. We need to talk about the links a little bit. We haven't talked a ton about them. Uh, their season's not too deep in, but you know, and four. Kind of like, yeah. you know, we, we saw the Twins obviously still struggling. We'll talk about them in a minute. They've, they've won a couple, but their their season is not improved really from that bad start. Same with, you know, Minnesota United's rallied a little bit, but the Lynx, you know, they started 0-4. It's probably the team we had the least amount of panic about when you start that bad. Now they've come back and won three in a row. You get They get Collier back, which was the big thing because she was missing early on because she was still playing overseas. And, you know, some of these new players are doing pretty well now. Um but yeah, three in a row now for them after beating Atlanta and beating them pretty bad. Got a hundred Got a hundred on them. Yeah, you get a hundred. That's uh, that's pretty good. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't glued to the TV. Let's say, but you know that you know the it's basketball. When you don't have your best player, you're not you're not going to be as good as you were. And, right. Uh, and she's at uh, Collier's, obviously their best player, and uh, you know she bailed them out when they just barely beat Atlanta on Friday. Right. And then, yeah. uh, and then uh, yesterday they just drilled them. And uh, uh, well, this, uh, what's interesting is this, is it Clarendon, the yep. other guard yep. that was just floating around that definitely helps. Uh, so uh, yeah, they will be, I, w- I would guess they will be pretty good. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I see that uh, Phoenix lost to to Tarasi to, uh, to yeah. for uh, six weeks or something like that. So uh, it's uh, you know, they know who's healthy, who's not, and uh, they're uh, are, are they limiting their crowds at the at the WNBA? They must be. Huh? I think they are they, still. Yeah, they, I, they've I think only that... had a, they've only been having a couple thousand, and they usually have a better better following than that. I was. Yeah. Uh, I said that. I mean, what? What are, what are we going to get with it here? Come on, let's uh, you know stop being so stupid. And uh, you know, we get, we're letting people out and about. There's no restrictions anymore. What are they waiting for? Let's let people in the arenas. Come on. Yeah, lead protocols. I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah I, I, know. I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't know. But the protocols should be based on uh, what's uh, you know what's going on in your state, right? You would think. You know? Yeah, maybe they. Maybe it's hard with, I don't know. you know, it's, with the Nash with the national rule versus a local rule, but yeah, it's a, I would think they'll probably be there pretty soon. Maybe they, I feel like if I, if memory serves, they were kind of, they're going to ramp up kind of like all these other sports and you know, kind of, maybe they're going to use the Olympic break as a point to go all the way up. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. What are the odds Olympics? I don't think they're going to get caught. I don't think they're going to come off, you know? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Japan they is, uh, Japan is uh, going nuts. Boy, we got some work out of Rachel this week, didn't we? At the, at the Star Tribune. She was, she was writing gymnastics, swim, diving. Uh, yeah. she, had, she had like three, uh, three different, uh, three different things going. She does a great job at the Olympics for us. She's a very good writer and, uh, and she knows all these people. She, you know, yeah. she did, 
she can call them up and mom and dad will talk to her and everybody else will. She does a hell of a job for the Star Tribune. Well, it's kind of funny. We were watching the uh, the U.S. Gymnastics Championships, the women's last night. Yes. And my, my, my seven-year-old daughter hadn't really watched a lot of, you know, because it's uh-huh. been four years, five, five years, I guess, since the Summer Olympics. She would have been two the last time the Summer Olympics were on. And, you know, uh-huh. gymnastics just aren't on a whole lot. So I was like, hey, the, the U.S. Championships, around, let's turn it on. She starts watching. She is mesmerized. She's like, I want to watch more. I want to watch more. I'm like, I guess we're watching the trials. We're watching the Olympics this year. She is into it like 100% right now. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, yeah. I'm not sure they're quite as phenomenal as they were, uh, when, but uh, they they really changed the Olympics, the uh, gymnastics, because it used to be a track and field meet. You know, back in the day, it was like the big thing was track and field in the 60s into the 70s. And, uh, you know, and then it was kind of a manly sports. But when, when um, you know, maybe when Nadia Kamenich came along, and turned, uh, this is Montreal, so 76, was it? And uh, it was at Munich, I can't one of 70. Nadia Kamenich came along. She made women's gymnastics, must-see television, and that's been the, it's probably been the number one event in the Summer Olympics for quite a while. That and swimming has surpassed the track and field, too, as far as an event, because, you know, everybody can, I, you know, because somebody can win five or six different medals right. they have so many different events you know that i remember somebody once saying you know daddy every time they jump in the water they got a little difference they swim backwards they swim forwards they get all good they, you know he was complaining about all the, <laughs> all, all the events they can't say <laughs> swim backwards they swim forwards but they you know they have so many events that uh but but yeah uh girls uh, gym women's gymnastics is uh phenomenal uh you know the, there's nothing that the summer olympics are luckier to have than that because it no, really for sure. it really it re- you know when you look at the ratings now of olympics it's women watching it's a it's yeah. the only sport there is that uh you know that's that's multi that has both genders in it that more women watch than men do it's uh it's a you know the sub the olympics are a much bigger event with women than they are with men we'll see if they happen this year you think you're thinking they're just gonna they're gonna pull the plug i feel like there's so i, there's, I feel like there's too much money at stake that they that yeah. they did they'll, they'll figure out a way to, to get this done boy they got they got issues over there though they, oh yeah I mean, that they got all the medical people saying don't have them and then the, the, what the only 30 percent of the population yeah. wants you wants them to have them and uh i don't know they're you know, I, 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 how would I know? But I, I'm sure they're resolved to do it because the IOC wants its money. But uh, if I feel sorry for Japan, man, they spent like billions, way, way more billions than anyone ever has. And, uh, you know, they're going to take them. They're not letting people from other countries come in either way, which is the reason they have the Olympics, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not, it's not good because uh, the Japan's has, they you know, their inoculation program is way behind a lot of the right. world, so, kind right. of like Canada. Right. Canada, what are they doing? Bringing in the vaccines by dog sled up there? With the <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I don't know why they, those idiots. I don't know why they're so far behind. vaccinating people, you yeah. morons. You don't have any people. You right. Know, you, know, you got as many people as Texas, you know, the, the whole state. And, uh, right. 
you know, come on, let's go. We want to see Lindemann again. Let's get going here. Let's yeah, I think he, I think he's, I think he's got Lindemann out of Toronto. I think he's got his shot. I think he's okay. (laughs) Oh, he does, but they're, yeah, they're still not traveling there. No, I know, I know. We do want to see him. We do want to see him. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk twins a little bit at the end here. Um, one, two in Kansas City, but again, it's this team that, you know, they, they play the Yankees on Tuesday. Normally, we'd be getting, you know, this would be like the litmus test series, right? This would be like, oh, yes. okay, we're doing all right, but now it's the Yankees. Are, you know, can they can they, can they they beat the Yankees in the regular season? Does that matter in the playoffs? Right, but, now, right now, we're saying, boy, can they beat the Pirates? So it doesn't make can, any at all. Can they beat the Tigers? You know, beat the Tigers, right? It's a bloodbath. It's a battle between those two teams. No, yesterday was a perfect example of what's wrong with this team. I mean, they won two to one. Okay. But they should have scored eight runs and they scored two because they, they do not take advantage of opportunities that are presented to them, whether it is to catch a ball, hit a ball or pitch a ball. They do not take advantage of anything. They can lose in all three areas. And yesterday, they have to end up, you know, they, they got to, on a day when they had endless opportunities against mediocre pitching, they have to fight. Tyler Rogers has to fight from a man on second, nobody out situation in the ninth inning to win the game for them. They, that should not be a game that you're sitting around, uh, you know, twisting and turning to win. You, you got to get four or five runs in that. Right. Game minimum, and they just they just don't have it. They do not have it in any era era. era. And I I think it's going to be a fire sale next month. Myself, I think you're yeah. going to. I think they're going to move five six guys. You think you they know? move Bria, Brios? Is the big question. Yes. You think yes. they will? They're not going to pay him. I don't think hmm. so. You Who's know, going to pitch. I mean, because he'll want a hundred. He'll want a hundred million. Yeah. I don't think yeah. they're going to give it to him. You know, that might not even be enough anymore i i think they'll trade yes i do who's gonna pitch uh, though i mean he's he hasn't oh, been yeah, he hasn't been great this year but he's been he's been good they've won yeah, been, well, most, of, right, their, most of his starts but, for but he, i think they'll make a run at him you know in july to try to sign him yeah but i don't think they'll get it done i mean they haven't been able to get anything done with him uh, for on any kind of a deal, it's yeah. always it's always been they always muscle them, you know, to to make a deal, and uh, and he's a free agent next year. I mean, he'll be he'll be looking at free agency next year, and uh, I, now now they won't trade him if they're not going to get a lot, you know? right? I mean, they'll wait till winter if they have to, but uh, but if if there are teams you know, try to win like the Yankees or some, you know, who could use starting pitching and they're going to willing to, you know, dump out their farm system to a degree. Uh, I, I think they'll trade him if they he's can there, make a, if they can make him a real good deal. Yeah. He's definitely their most tradable commodity. Right. I mean, if you're trying to restock kind of retool on the fly, maybe get someone who's close to contributing. The guy who's finishing games for you now, too. Yeah. Rogers could get you a whole bunch. Too. Yeah. That's <laughs> just so, uh, I'm trying to imagine the twins without Rogers and Barrios right now. They'd, be, oh, they'd have 18 it'll be, wins. Well, it'll but... be, you know, it'll be 63 and 99 if, or, or uh, 59 and 103 if they do that. But uh, oh, yeah, because 
I was but, looking it up the other day that uh, that 2011 team that that 2011 oh, yeah. team that started so poorly. This there was there yeah. 17 and 37 at one point. They actually rallied to the point <clears> where <throat> they were 46 and 51, and there were actually discussions because they were only five games back in yes. the division at that point in late July. Were like, should they be buyers or should they be sellers? They were actually <laughs> honest conversations like that that year. Then they finished 63 and 99, so they lost like. They went like I, 17 they, and 47 or something down the stretch. No, I had them at uh, 19. I've always used that. You know, you, you, you got it. I, they got the 44 and 49, I think. Because yep. Mackie, Mackie was putting out It's Happening t-shirts at right. the radio, the right. radio station, <laughs> which are still floating around. Right, those are funny. But they ended up 19 and 50. They won. Yeah, uh, that's right. They, won, yep. they went 19 and 50. That's the figure. And boy... I mean, they were having, that was the year they were having guys like Pedro Hernandez start yeah. game in September. And the next year he's pitching for the saints and, uh, Oh, they were, you know, they, it, you're, they were brutal. Boy, they got a bad break over the weekend too. that Canarino. Uh, they went on a DL down in uh, Cedar Rapids with a bad elbow and he's oh. the, he's the man. They love that kid. Uh, I saw him in spring training two, three times, pitch BP to the big boys. And then, he pitched a few innings, but he's their number one starting prospect. Big, strong, stud uh, pitcher from Rice. And, you know, all those guys are a little older than right. they should be because of last year. Right, they all missed they, a year. They all missed a year, and he's 23. But he's probably their he – didn't, he didn't get the pub with some of these guys like Duran and those, but he's their – you know, to me, their number one starting prospect. He was a the guy they were raving about this spring. All in the, the players talking about him. You mm. know, we got the few that we got a chance to talk about, and now, now they're saying they think it's precautionary. But uh, yeah. anytime, anytime, elbow's a, stud, a tough one. Anytime a stud, stud starter gets a sore elbow, you get you get nervous. Doesn't seem like Tommy John's quite as quite as certain as it used to be they're doing some precautions here but uh yeah that's a that's a bad break but yeah this is a lost season i mean there's nothing yeah. they're gonna bail them they're not no. gonna bail themselves out the yankees have the yankees have been like the twins so tremendous number of injuries and uh, yeah they have not played well wouldn't it be great if you got to the postseason and neither the yankees or the dodgers made it yeah that'd be amazing that'd be it amazing would. and then, dude yeah yeah but it's a weird year a lot of a lot of teams are having these injuries. I mean, it's, it's, we saw baseball just across the board. A lot of these, your favorite soft tissue injuries, the MRI diagnosis, <laughs> getting, they're yes. getting a lot of these teams in a yes. bind. MRIs. Let's get rid of them, but let's make them illegal as steroids in baseball. Let's not have them. <laughs> you got to Unless you got like something breaking through the skin down there when you're fighting this thing, you, know, you can't have an MRI. So you play ball, but yeah, I mean, they're going to, they're going to dump a lot of guys. Yeah, know, probably. Cruise, all, all the crews. And I wonder if, if somebody calls up. I, yeah, probably not Kepler because he couldn't, you couldn't get anything for him right now. Because you sell him low. You know, yeah. if somebody wanted to give you something for Kepler, I think he'd probably go to because you got, although I, we saw Kirilov yesterday in right field. So, uh, you know. As a as an outfielder, he's a very fine first baseman. Yes. So, the, but Miggy won't be around next year. But I don't know what they're going to end up getting for him. By the way, he hit that uh, home run the other day, uh, seven hundred feet, and uh, everybody says, "See, see, did you see that pitch?" Michael, no, no. <clears throat> left-hander slide ball, inner inner half. Uh, 
as I said, Reavers could have hit a double off that pitch. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was the cookie of all time, and he did what you should do with a cookie. But right. it was uh, it was not any indication that uh, that oh look out here he comes. He just hit a five hundred foot home run. Uh, it's uh, it was a it was a can't miss pitch. But yeah, it's uh, there's nothing worse than a bad long baseball season because they never end baby they're there they there's no. nowhere it's kind of like golf there's nowhere to hide you're playing again today you know they're not you, playing again today but virtually no. every day you're playing again today and uh there's there's no relief from bad baseball even joe i had joe mauer on last week and he said it's, it's you know we're into june now it's early but it's not that early <laughs> yeah. i was like yeah no. that's about yeah. right well if you would have got Joe to rip up, you would have broken that was, new ground. That was about as close as we could get. That was as close as we could get. You would have broken new ground. It is amazing how he's managed to become invisible, isn't it? Man, yeah. a lot. Yeah. He's, uh, I, 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 uh, I can't wait to go see those two little girls at his play soccer, though. They're going to be free knobs. Assistant coach whatever. Joe Maurer. Assistant coach yeah. Joe Maurer. Love it. Well, I saw those when they had Joe Maurer you know, his retirement day and those two little girls jumped over the, the down there beyond the dugout. They jumped, they had them jump onto the field. And though I think there were three then and they were both rockets. <laughs> you yeah. know, whoosh. And I said, man, some soccer coach is going to get a hold of that when they're about six, they're going to be phenoms, you know, so <laughs> they got that Mauer gene. Now Joe didn't have the speed part of that. But uh, the, the, it's a it's a family trait going back several generations. Athletic ability, so no doubt. All right, Patrick, good stuff. Appreciate it. Happy, appreciate you hopping on again today. We'll uh, we'll get to a whole bunch more stuff next week, and uh, yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of the week and the uh, hot, uh, hot 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 weather, Patrick. Oh man, yeah, I was in my pool yesterday for the first time. That was a sight, but I was luckily I was by myself. So okay. <laughs> Thanks, All Patrick. right. Well, you'll have to get the kids over. Get they get in. Yeah, my, let's do that. Cool uh, here, man. Let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. All right. See ya. Goodbye. Let's end with the cooler. Julio Jones traded to the Titans, ending one of the biggest offseason storylines. The star wide receiver traded from the Falcons to the Titans, making the Titans even better. Will we have a resolution anytime soon to the biggest one, though, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers? Of course, we talked a lot about that on Friday with Tyler Dunn on the podcast. Green Bay's minicamp starts Tuesday. Mandatory minicamp. Not expected Aaron Rodgers will be there, but will this minicamp shake loose some more information about what his long-term future is? Good question, and maybe we'll start to get some answers this week. Thanks for joining me here today on Daily Delivery. Phil Miller will be on the show on Tuesday to talk some twins. Plenty of other good stuff coming up later in the week as well. So I hope to see you again then.